Michael Brown. We're back. 202, episode 2. Yeah, 202. Season 2, episode 2. 202, the second. Yeah, I don't know. That nice subtitle <laughs> yeah, there. It's yeah. like Sharknado all of a sudden. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, we are back, and this week we are going to be discussing uh, gay things. Gay things. Yeah, gay movies and TV shows. There's but so many. There are a lot. Mm-hmm. And what they mean to us. Mm-hmm. And maybe what they mean to you, mm-hmm. the listener. Um, but uh, first, we're actually going to kind of start with a bit of a mini topic, which is something that I've kind of found interesting over the years is that, um, and like, it, don't take offense or anything. This is like just trigger warning Uh, yeah like this is my like you know observation that i found is that a lot of gay men really like horror movies Uh for some reason like i remember when i was like you know dating and going on dates like profiles all the time would be like yeah like horror movies i love horror movies like you know everything and i was always like why like i i personally do not like horror movies but the thing i found so interesting was just that it seems like a disproportionate amount of gay men seem to really like horror movies so much so that they own huge collections that like those are their favorite movies to watch and i i i just don't feel like that distribution is like it feels super high yeah for what's already kind of i guess a, not a niche but like a, a smaller group of people yeah I almost feel like we should have Googled this beforehand to, like, see if there was any sort of, like... Because I wonder why that is. Like, I wonder what it is about the horror genre that gay men seem attracted to. Like... I mean, well, you like horror movies, though. I... I can't... Yeah, sort of. I like a certain type of horror movie. Like, I like suspense thriller kind of horror movies. Yeah. And, like, slasher kind of movies. Okay. So, like, for example, the Scream series is, yeah. like, one of my favorite... And I, I like I'm looking over and I have all the Blu-rays over there behind you right now. Oh, um, yeah. are, but it's so funny because I don't own a collection of horror movies. Those are like the only ones um, that I actually hello, have. You have the Alien quadrilogy right oh, next to it. Are those considered horror movies too? Well, at least Alien. Okay, like yeah. the first one, one hundred percent. So I have the Alien collection and I have the Scream movies. I I sort of like the Friday the Thirteenth, like Nightmare on Elm Street kind of like slasher flicks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like anything to do with like ghosts or demons or like paranormal activity mm-hmm. oh, God. yeah can't do, that. can't do that and i don't know why that's my line okay. <laughs> like, why, like why that's my limit i think it's because i've always had a fear of ghosts um and i think to in my mind there's like less of a chance that like a masked killer with a giant knife is gonna like show up than like one of my cupboards opens by itself like i think that's like a more realistic thing that could happen yeah yeah and well, i it, probably neither is ever gonna happen well if your cupboard breaks it could open by itself right, right? and then i'm gonna think there's a ghost yeah, in here immediately yeah yeah so yeah. like i have dreams about like my cupboards like op- slamming shit like opening and closing and doors and things like that freaks me out and i don't know why mm-hmm. but yeah slasher movies i like and for me, I think we talked about this in the first season of Soapers okay. when we talked about obsessions yeah. and like comic Fandom. books, yeah, and yeah. fandoms and things. For me, part of it is sort of the lore behind these horror movies yeah. and these characters, yeah. like um, Jason Voorhees. Like, what is the whole story of like you know Camp Crystal Lake and everything and everything that happened? Like, yeah. I like that kind of lore, and I want to know everything about that story yeah. and, and that yeah. character. Yeah. Right? Oh, and the Halloween movies. I don't own any of those, but yeah. those are some of I my know favorites you love too. Those, yeah. yeah. See, for me, the thing is, I love the idea of like horror stuff, but yeah. I just can't watch it. 
And like, why? Is it like that you're afraid of? Yeah, I hate getting scared. Mm. I hate getting scared so much. Like, pop out scary is like, I fucking hate it so much. But yeah. I love, um, like, I love Alien. Yeah. I, I love that movie, right? Yeah. Like, because it's but just... that's like a sci-fi horror. Yeah, but there's like lore behind yes. it, right? Yeah, yeah. And and when the, the horror is like smart, uh, and it's it's a different kind of horror as opposed to like just gotcha scares yes. like i hate that but yeah i i so yeah for me horror movies are a, are a no-go and that's the other thing too is is it being smart horror yeah. like the reason i like the scream movies and when i say i like the scream movies like one and scream one and scream four mm-hmm. are like the best of the of the bunch okay but the reason i like them is because they're smart the whole concept is that the characters in the movie um or the killer in the movie is sort of copycatting horror movies so the characters are aware that there are certain stereotypes and tropes in horror movies that the killer is going to try to use so it is very smart and very intelligent and and the whole time you're trying to figure out like well you know this is a sort of horror movie thing so what's going to happen in the movie and who could the killer possibly be based on who you see together in scenes and things like that versus just being like all blood and guts and gore for the sake of it like even I can get slightly squeamish when there's like really disgusting things like I think of The Walking Dead which is a TV show in the movie yeah. but like i can, love the comic but right, i stopped like, I, because, I i could not watch the show right like the story and the lore and everything there is good but there are times where the walking dead to me felt like okay like they're just they've got like a high special effects budget or something for this episode and the gore is just off the charts for no reason yeah yeah like, sure it's zombies you know they yeah eat but humans, still but like yeah um, um like i loved the book ring which the mm-hmm. movie Ring mm-hmm. or well, in the the Japanese movie Ringu is is based off mm-hmm. of. Is it like Pingu? Yeah, it's different though. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, but no, the the and I can't remember if we we did talk about this before. Loved the book. Yeah. Never going to watch the movie ever. Never even tried to watch the movie because I know I'm not going to. But that's probably because in the book you can picture things, but you're not. There's not. There's nothing that's actually like scaring yeah. you. It's and not music, a music does yes. it. Oh my god, yes. I can't. I can't with it. I feel like maybe on like silent. Like let me just put it this way: is like something that like scared me for years, for way longer than it should have. Was okay. <laughs> you know, in the Lord of the Rings. In the Fellowship of the Ring, when Bilbo goes like crazy trying to grab the ring okay. from Frodo when they're in Rivendell, yeah, that because it just it comes out of nowhere. You're just like watching this movie, and then he's just like, and the music gets really loud, and like it, yeah, like I would, oh man, yeah, I don't know <laughs> why, not anymore. I finally got over it, but the music is so important, though. That's yeah. what that's what makes you like puts you in that mood and gets you feeling tense like mm-hmm. oh my god something is going to happen right and i bet if you watched any horror movie with the soundtrack taken out it would be a hundred times less scary mm-hmm. like or and no sound effects no music like you would you would not at all have the same effect and when you've seen enough of them, though, you learn to pick up on that stuff. You're like, oh, okay, the music is swelling right now. Like, something's either going to pop or it's a fake, like, it's a fake out that's just supposed to make you. Because they always do that, like, three or four times before the actual thing happens. They make you think, oh, something's coming. And then then it's nothing, right? It's like some, it's a regular person behind the door, or like, whatever. And then the fourth or fifth time, it's actually the killer. And so, by that point, your nerves are already at a place where you're like, I can't handle this. Yeah. See that? Like, oh, you're just talking about it and I already hate it. <laughs> So, but, so yeah, do you, 
have you noticed that it, it seems like, you know, gay men in particular seem to like horror movies? So I have a theory okay, that no, I just came up with like Perfect. five minutes ago. Love it. Um, I remember when I, you and I were talking about horror movies one day and we were having, having drinks or something and we were talking about horror movies. And this is when you first brought this concept up to me and you were like, man, like you're such a gay, like you like these horror movies. And that <laughs> made me laugh. That made me laugh. But my theory now is that maybe it's because of, like, if you look at older horror movies, like from the seventies and eighties, like there's a campiness to them. And there seems to be this, like in mm. gay culture specifically, mm-hmm. this like reverence for campy things mm-hmm. and like drag is very campy and yeah. like you know so i think maybe that's part of it is like it's it's got that campiness and that sort of you can't take it too seriously and it's cheesy and it's yeah. you know and i think so i think maybe there's some correlation there mm-hmm. and i don't know if there's anything with like there's also this concept of scream queens right like the actresses that play in these movies and i mean look there's always hot guys in horror movies like yeah. that's that's a thing yeah. so that could that that's could be it too. as well but like um, and maybe there's some people out there that are like, yeah, sure, I'd like to be choked by a knife-wielding killer. I don't know. Maybe there's some, like, weird fetish thing with sure. it, right? Um, but I, I don't know whether it's, like, these actresses maybe that are in it that are icons of cinema or whatever. Like, that maybe is part of it as well. I don't know. Like, who, like uh, Sigourney Weaver's an alien, right? And Jamie Lee Curtis in the Halloween movies. And, like, there's... there. I don't know. There could be something with these actresses and these mm-hmm. people that now people are like, oh, you're, like, a gay icon. And it's like, well, they're not even gay. But, like, they just become this person that yeah. is, like, part of the culture. So yeah. I think the campiness, though, probably has more of a tie. But... I can see that. Yeah. It's not to say if you like horror movies, you must be gay. You no, might, you no, might be, of course, but of course, uh, you know, no, but but yeah, it does seem like just a large number of yeah. of gay men. So yeah. So now my goal is to get you to watch like Scream with me or something no. one day. I think I could do no. it. I think I could make it happen. No, Scream is really not. You bad. would have to warn me whenever anything is going to happen, and if you lied to me once. <laughs> fucking done so per season three canceled like friendship over friendship over but yeah. see the thing about the screen movies is they're not even really that scary because like for the majority of it like it's like jokey and like even certain like thrillers i don't like if they just if they if something pops out like i i hate it mm. i hate it so much yeah we should we could do a so purse uh screamathon so purse like movie marathon and get people together yeah, we can um, do that. Eh. We can organize a thing. Yeah, listeners, let us know if you want to watch. If you want to do a soap horror movie event, we'll put something together. Eric will put something, together. and we'll make Michael go. Nope, and we'll record it. Never, <laughs> not gonna happen. So let's take a moment to talk about Squarespace. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, okay. So we are going to talk about um, like gay movies and TV shows and what they mean to us, mm-hmm. and you know whether or not they played a part in kind of coming out or or looking back on certain things from like you know uh, earlier like point in your life. Does it mean something different or, mm-hmm. or anything like that? So, do you have a movie that um, particularly like meant something to you in in your like coming out process. Um, okay, I'll just start with the one that I already know that you don't like. Yeah, but there was a movie that came out a couple of years ago. It was called Geography Club, uh-huh. and I know you watched it and you didn't like it. Yeah, because it's not good. <laughs> so shady. Mm-hmm. I watched Geography Club 
probably like a month or two before I ended up coming out. Okay. So for me at the time, it was like, it was uh, important or like it was, I was already at that point where I was thinking like, I've got to do this soon. Like I've got to tell somebody. So watching that movie, which is about a high school, he's not a football player, right? He He is is a football football player. player. He is a football player and he's sort of. No. No. Sort of. Okay, it's about this guy. You'd think in since high it's school. so important to me, I would remember it. <laughs> it's about this guy in high school who is gay. He yeah. comes out, but this football player kisses him, and like they're sort of and and this football player won't come out, right? And but he's gay, and he knows he's gay. But it's not necessarily about that football player. Right. Yeah. But he's, like, sort of in love with this football player guy, and this other football yeah. player guy won't come out because he's too worried about... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing was, like, this school, like, they start the first, like, uh, what is it, LGBT, like, yeah, but they, club at they, the school and everything. But they don't call it that. They call it Geography, Geography club, club. Because it's meant to be a safe space, and it's secret, and it's, you yeah. Know. And for me at the time, it was just, like, because I was already thinking about coming out, and I was preparing to do that like it it maybe as a movie it doesn't hold up and i'm sure if i watched it again now like i might not like it as much but for me at the time it just it resonated and i was like i was i guess a couple years out of high school and um but 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 there was something about it that i was like i connected with the character or the way they were feeling or what they were going through yeah i know what you mean like i i definitely think that there are certain things that like really um uh hold true or, or or help move it when you can see yeah, someone yeah. else's experience. I totally agree. Um, the one thing is I feel like there are a lot of movies they they fall into mostly the one category sometimes you know I okay three categories actually mostly the one which is coming out movies mm-hmm. then there's the second one which is like campy ridiculous just like eye candy gay movies. Yeah. Um, Which can be fun sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but like, eh, right? And then, and then so there's the third category, which is like um, more of like uh, characters that are gay, but they're kind of past that point of coming out. It's just they are gay, and this is a story that involves them, yeah. right? And again, that's more of like a, a recent thing, and uh, those are the movies that I find are now for me at least the best, and they hold up. Yeah. The best as well. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say, I think that those coming out movies are, you know, really important. And it's something, especially when you are coming out, that watching them is is great. It kind of feels like, oh my God, representation. Oh my God, someone who's experiencing something that I'm going through, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so for you, you said Geography Club was that kind of movie. Yeah. For that time, it was the perfect movie for me to watch at that time in my, like, acceptance of who I was. Yeah. For me, um, I remember watching this movie called Shelter, which Mm -hmm. was about, uh, it took place in California, and it was like this, uh, a guy who's like living at home, and like his sister is there too, and like she's got a kid, but she's just raising him by by herself, and and then, um, yeah, he just kind of like realizes that he's gay finally when he uh his brother's friend uh, no his friend's brother is back in town and then they start hanging out and then you know this guy's gay and then yeah 
yada 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 Mm -hmm. and i remember being like oh wow such a good movie oh it's so great and you know i I haven't watched it in a couple years but i loved that movie at least the last time that i watched it um and yeah there are certain things that mean so much to you so like geography club it's almost kind of like a they always say, like, don't meet your idols. Like, sometimes don't rewatch the things <laughs> that mean a lot to you yeah. unless you've rewatched them multiple times and they still mean something. But if it's, like, you watch it one time a long time ago and, and it, it, you know, meant something, maybe don't watch it again. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you might find that it doesn't do what you thought it did. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or it doesn't do the same thing again, right? Because... But then it's interesting because... Um... Recently, like within the last year, I think we both watched uh, on Netflix a movie called Fourth Man Out. Yeah. Which is kind of a coming out movie. Yeah. But I would almost say it's. It is, but it kind of gets over it really quickly. Like it's he tells his friends. modern coming out. Right. Like he tells his friends he's gay, and then yeah. the rest of the movie is not about that. Like it's more about him. It's more about his. For the first well, time. And, and like, no, and it's about his friends kind of like. Accepting it because he's not the kind of stereotypical gay guy in right. terms of what would be in he's early two thousand. He's mask for mask. He's mask mask. Yeah. Or mask musk, I'm sorry. Mask <laughs> musk. Not mask mask. Mask musk. Um that stands for masculine muscular. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that's definitely him. We've gotta we've gotta, you know, just introduce all the slang sure. to any listeners who yeah. are unfamiliar. Um yet listening to a show called So Purse. Yeah. Um, Come on. Yeah. So anyway, the uh, he doesn't kind of have that early two thousand stereotype of what a, a gay guy yeah. is because the movie is more recent, and so um, he doesn't want anything to change between like him and his friends. But it's just kind of an interesting character study, study. a character yeah. study, right? Yeah. See, yeah. it's such a good term to describe. <laughs> it's a character study yeah. in 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 that, and and yeah, yeah I think that it's uh, that movie has some parts that really don't make sense. They don't really jive. Like, the story does get a little jumbled in some parts, but it overall is quite good. Yeah, I liked it. And I like it. Mm-hmm. So, that was, you know, a postmodern coming out movie. <laughs> um, it's very 2015. Yeah, yeah. Although I think it was from 2016. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so what other movies and TV shows... Um, do you love that that either feature a gay character that um, are specifically about gay characters mm-hmm. or, you know, do Mo- something to advance whatever or, that you've enjoyed? <laughs> Movies, there's not as many. Um, TV shows, I have quite a few. So perhaps keeping with the um, early 2000s stereotype, yeah. um, Will and Grace yep. is absolutely one of my favorite, my favorite TV shows of all time. Yep. Never mind just like gay TV shows, but like... They're, they're, I remember watching that like when it was on, mm-hmm. like watching it when the finale aired and everything for the first time, yep. like always loved that show, always thought it was so funny. I'm sure at that point in my life, like didn't quite realize why I connected so much with the show or thought it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yes, it was stereotypical in some ways and, and there are some jokes that uh, don't hold up today, like just but the but the world was a different place back then right yeah. it's like you can watch friends and the same thing like there's a lot of homophobic jokes and things on yeah. friends that like well that was just sort of the way yeah. things were in the 90s yeah. right and um but will and grace for its time like was so like i sometimes think like oh my gosh how did that show succeed so much and like find so much support even you know back then like yeah. you think about how far the world has come in the last 10 years even yeah. so it's and that show just, I think, was so great for so many people. And I loved it. I still love it. I still watch it all the time. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Will and Grace is just fantastic. And like mm-hmm. I said, there's I'm sure the like little like unknowing gay boy inside me like didn't even realize why I liked that show so much, mm-hmm. but like watching it now, there's just so much there's and and it did so much to normalize just yeah, two guys living their the lives thing. post coming out, right? Yeah. There was never any and they were they were accepted by the people around them, but also had the struggles of people that didn't accept them, or or the concerns of like yeah. you know what happens at work when people find out that I'm gay, or things like that, right? Like right. so, there was it was normalizing it and showing like what a happy, healthy person looks like who's just living their life and being themselves. Yep. You know, Jack McFarland is being himself all the time. He's being just Jack, <laughs> just Jack all yeah. the time. Um, but it also went into the struggles and the um, the pressures and the mm-hmm. homophobia and stuff that was around in the world and that still is around in the world. So yep. I think that show was so, so important and it holds up so mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. even now. Yeah. Um, for me, I... Uh, okay. Looking is the TV show, for me, that is like, you know... Forever and always. Forever <laughs> and always. Alyssa Edwards. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, for me, I don't know. I, I just love that show because I feel like, again, it's a really good postmodern character study in gay <laughs> characters. No, it's it's just, I, I feel like it's a very realistic look of something where, you know, you have a variety of different characters at different stages in their life yeah. and different stages of almost kind of acceptance of themselves and being gay. Um and it's just it's so well done and the the dialogue and the situations and the dating and all that feels it, like i've been through like so many different things that have happened on that show it's yeah. like so spot on and then again like san francisco it's where it takes place it really like connected with me on that extra level um so yeah that that is a show that will like always you know means so much to me because mm-hmm. it's just like in my mind it's so perfect a lot of people don't like it but well know. and i know but i think again it's a perfect example of for the place that you are in your life and the fact that you lived in san francisco mm-hmm. and you had a lot of those experiences went to a lot of those places that yeah. they like are in the show like for you there's things there that resonate and things that connect and it's you know sure a lot, some people might not like the show not everyone likes everything right yeah. like um and for you like I wasn't the biggest fan of looking. I've seen all of it. I've watched it. But, yeah. but you I found it boring. Well, no, but I understand why. But because there was less for me to connect to. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, because I'm not at the same place that those characters are at. Yeah. Like I'd never lived in San Francisco. I don't have that connection to totally. the environment and that, you know, yeah. but you do. And I think it's so like, like watching you like it so much as your friend is fun. Like, yeah. I like that you enjoy the show so much and that you have so much that you can connect to with it because it's so important, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it, the thing that was also interesting is because that was a show that, uh, had a core group of three gay friends who were all gay. Right. I find a lot of the times, you know, it's like one guy who comes out who then it's more romantic, like he's dating or trying to find someone or whatever, but there's never you know, or, or, you know, at least for me, it hadn't been something where there was a core group of friends who were gay. So there were their storylines together as three gay friends and those shared experiences, but then also, you know, each of them dating or not dating or, or also just their own lives. Right. Mm-hmm. So I really love that one. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's continue down this road for a quick second. Cause I want to ask, were all of the actors that played the characters on looking no. all gay? No. So who wasn't? Um, 
definitely not uh, uh, Augustine. Augustine was not gay. Frankie J. Alvarez is not In gay. In real life. Yeah, he has a wife. So... How, what are your feelings? I don't know about Murray Bartlett, who plays Dom. I, I don't. I think he's gay, but Jonathan Groff is definitely gay. Yeah, yeah. But so, what are your feelings then on gay characters being portrayed on television, but not necessarily played by gay actors? Sure, you're you're cool with it. I don't like because I know there's a whole thing right now, right, about like, for example, trans characters. Like, if if there's a trans character on a show, why wouldn't you cast a trans actor to play that person mm-hmm. versus like you know, a, a straight actor, a cis actor, I guess it would be mm-hmm. in that case, right? Mm-hmm. To play someone who's trans. Like, because um, I also don't necessarily have a problem with it, but at the same time, I think like, well, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to like cast someone just because they're gay if they're not a great actor or mm-hmm. they don't fit that part. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're, if you're doing a show like that, that is going to be so, um, such a like love letter to the gay community in a sense. And like, mm represents so much for so many people like mm-hmm. you and i think that i think looking did a good job of ma- getting as many gay actors and stuff as they could but yeah. so i don't know what i'm trying to say like i don't I, know for me it's kind of like you know um if you felt that for the character of augustine that you were writing that frankie j alvarez was the best person it's mm-hmm. not like they just interviewed or or not interviewed auditioned just like one person like apparently they like they audition like hundreds of different people if you think that he's the best one i think that it would be worse if you turn him down because he's straight Mm -hmm. it's like the opposite of like a progressive message in Mm -hmm. in my mind to Mm -hmm. to i think there's some some people that wouldn't see it that way i agree but but yeah but that's like to to me that feels the opposite of progressive to be like nope must be gay it's like well like so then does that mean that gay people can't play straight roles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like yeah so very fair yep um okay so yeah other other movies shows um i have a bunch i don't know which one to talk about next so let's sort of on a different um different type of show we could mention grace and frankie yeah which is one of my favorites and shows Two men who are older in their life. Yep. They're, they're what? Are, how old are they supposed to be in the show? Seventies, sixties, seventies. Who are just coming out? Yeah, just revealing to their wives that they're in love with each other and that they want to get married. Yep. And so that's a very different take on it compared to like most shows that features younger people who are yep. coming out or younger people who are gay. And this is literally as like sort of as far as you can go in the sense of like they live their whole lives pretending to be straight. Yep. And they come out later in life and you know live their live their truth together like mm-hmm. you know stand in their truth yeah yeah and it's and i i like that show for the fact that it is a different take and it is a different message and it's yeah. something no one has explored before and yeah. you also get on the sort of flip side like the wives who are now in their 70s like left by their husbands yeah you know don't know what to do and they're but they're struggling with i think that that's such an interesting point about that show is that it's like it's you also get to see that side of it because exactly. a lot of the time it'll be like and then I'm coming out, right? But, like, mm-hmm. this is also something where, like, you know, they've been with these these women, like, for such a large portion of their lives. And they obviously do love them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but I'm gay. Like, you mm-hmm. know, so I, I feel like it's that time to... But seeing what that repercussion is on them, too, right? Because... Yeah. And I think you do see that on the show where, in certain ways, it's like all, you know, happiness and sunshine for Robert and, and Saul. Saul. Yeah. But... Uh, it's not for Grace and Frankie. Yeah. It's it's a hard realization for them because for them, they're blindsided by yeah. it, right? Whereas for, for Robert and Saul, like they both 
have thought about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. They've come to terms with it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's you know... But you get to see both sides of the struggle, too, because you get to see Robert and Saul realize what they're doing to their yeah. wives by doing this. Yeah. And sort of that struggle between, like, well, I need to come out and be happy and be who I am, but I also am going to be not destroying this person's life, but mm-hmm. sort of turning it upside down. And yep. then you get to see the struggle of Grace and Frankie, who have to, on one hand, be happy for their husbands for being honest and being in love and whatever, but also struggling with, I can't believe you've done this to me when we're 70, and now I have to sort of start my life over, in a sense, yep. you know, when I'm already when I'm already most of the way through my life. Like, exactly. And it's just so funny, that show. I mean, Jane Fonda and I Lily Tomlin. Jane Fonda. And it's so good. So, Sorry, so I'm hilarious. Like attempting to sit, like, differently. Right. My leg readjust, is hurting. Readjust yeah. yourself on the couch. My leg is hurting. Ow. Is that still good? Yeah. Audio-wise? Sure. We'll um, Yeah. Um, so, a show I quickly wanted to talk about is Happy Endings. And mm, Max good one. on Happy Endings. And Brad on Happy Endings. Brad, uh-huh. who is a straight guy, uh-huh. um, who acts more like what would be seen as the stereotypical gay character. But he's mm-hmm. married and has a wife. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and then you've got Max, who acts more kind of like what people would say is like kind of a... Straight guy, kind of like slob, yeah. like, you know, um, imagine, well, that's not good. I was going to say kind of a Joey from Friends were like a gay guy, like yeah. in terms of some of those like traits, right? Yeah. Like not necessarily maybe the kind of like Joey where he's like, oh, I'm so dumb or whatever. Yeah. But like, you know. But he's not the traditional character who worries about what he looks like all the time or what he's eating no, or how much he's working all. out or, you know, like that kind of stuff. He's, yeah. Wearing sweatpants, eating some chips at home. Yeah, like, they always you know? joke about how he's chubby, right? Right. Like, yeah, I think I... Uh, so I love that show because I think it's such an original portrayal of a gay character. That show is just amazing for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but breaking down those stereotypes and that representation of those characters. Yeah. And showing a straight man who's in touch with his, you know, feminine side or mm-hmm. however you want to describe it and who's completely okay with it and yeah. part of a relationship that, like, is supportive and, and, and they, they, you know, and even the way they show Jane sometimes as being a little more of the... Winner, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Whatever, the yeah. alpha, I guess you could say, right, in yeah. their relationship a little bit, but also, you know, and Brad is completely fine with it most of the time, right? Like they they play off of that, and then you also get to see Max, who's not the traditional gay guy, and yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I never really thought about Brad that way either, though. It's oh, really? Fun that uh, you brought that up. Yeah. Always, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, a, cu- a couple other things. So please like me is a show mm-hmm. that I've been in. I put that too. on the list too. Uh, <clears throat> I've been into it since about Christmas time, so not super long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's a really fun show where I thought the most interesting thing about that show was the fact so it's about this guy who, on what his like 21st birthday or something, yeah, is um, like having like a meal with his girlfriend and then she breaks up with him and says, yeah, I think you're gay. She says, you're probably gay. You're probably gay. <laughs> um, and so I kind of. And then he, you know, uh, hooks up with, like, this acquaintance and and then, you know, kind of realizes that he is gay. But there's never actually, like, a moment of, like, oh, I'm gay or whatever. It's just, like, yeah, cool. Like, whatever. And there was even a point where he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel the need to come out. It's like, whatever. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just doing whatever. I'm living my life. I, mm-hmm. I thought that that was so interesting that there wasn't a coming out. There was never... It's never really out. made a big deal out. Yeah. He just sort of like it's transitioned so into it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah, oh, and that's my boyfriend or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. 
I love that. Yeah. Good show as well. Absolutely worth watching if you have Netflix. It is a good show. It's the kind of like, it's a comedy drama. It's dark. It, it can be dark, but... I never felt like it was dark, but everyone keeps telling me like, oh shit, that show's so dark. Oh, how do you... Well, I mean, dark is, dark is a little dramatic yeah. to describe it that way, but it does do such a good job of portraying the way that things happen in real life yeah. suddenly and without warning right most shows and the way that people have gotten used to like media portraying things yeah. you have foreshadowing you have things happening you have music or whatever that indicates you know something sad is going to happen or something bad is going to happen mm-hmm. on please like me they can transition from a scene that's like got you rolling on the floor laughing yeah. to something super super serious and dramatic like yeah. the next scene or the next episode and I think that's... Yeah, and characters will come and go because sometimes in life it's just like you don't yeah. get an explanation yeah. when... You just don't see someone for a while. Yeah, you just you just don't see them or, or they move or, or like it, it moves in, yeah, what feels like a real life pace. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that I don't, I've never seen another show that's done that good a job of portraying the way that events and emotions and things happen in real life. I think yeah. it's, it is a good show um, definitely to watch. It's on Netflix in Canada at least. Probably in the United States. I'm not sure. Probably. But, um, you know, you could find that. And then uh, a couple of movies now. Mm-hmm. These all are... These fall into all of the different categories. Perfect. O- it's as if you planned M-G. it. G. <laughs> okay. Coming out story. Uh-huh. The Way He Looks. It's a mm. um, Brazilian movie um, that was based on a short film. I watched it on Netflix when I was in the States, and I loved it so much that I bought the Blu-ray. Definitely worth a watch. Um, it's just a really unique coming-out story. It's about this this like blind Brazilian teenager who you know realizes he's gay, and I, I, I thought that it was just so well done. It was mm-hmm. such a... I liked it more from the like portrayal of him being blind and just thinking about like oh, that must be so difficult like mm-hmm. and and so you know interesting and yeah love that one mm-hmm. um then the camp category Priscilla Queen of the Desert or mm-hmm. The Adventures of Priscilla Queen of the Desert love that movie super fun um it's just a good old romp with some gay characters. Um, <laughs> Which I still have never seen, and I really should. Eric, you yep. watch that tonight. Look, if I if we went through the list of movies and TV shows and stuff that I've never seen on here, we would have zero listeners because everyone would be mad at me, and yeah. you would be mad at me, and it's just we can't we can't get into it. And then in the third category, we have weekend. Um, weekend was yeah. so good, which is so so great. Yeah, um, definitely not a feel good movie. Or... I kind of feel like it is a feel-good movie in a certain way. It's not like, you know, joyous, like, but it, like, it's, I don't know. But it does not have a traditional arc to it. That's okay, all I'll let say. me say this. Maybe it's not feel-good. Maybe it's feelings. Sure. <laughs> feelings. Feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll have a lot of feelings when you watch the movie. It's not yeah. necessarily like, it's not the traditional sort of like, um, you know, meet cute, happy ending kind of like romantic comedy type movie, yeah. but it is. Which I loved that it wasn't. Yeah. Which is why to me it was feel good because it was different. Uh-huh. Sure. So. Yeah. It's, it's a feel different movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a feel. <laughs> yes. It's a feel different. Yeah. Absolutely worth watching. And the director of that movie is one of the uh, directors of many of the episodes of, of Looking and a co-executive producer oh, on I didn't it. know that. So that is why the cinematic look and feel 
of looking is so similar to Weekend, and that's why I love it because it like it's just it's so well done. Right, right, right. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what else is on your list? So I have really only one other thing that I want to talk about that we could do an entire show on, and that is RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh my god, why was that not even on my list? <laughs> oh my god. So here's the thing: for probably like six months, so I only started watching RuPaul's Drag Race last year. And for like six months... Like as in 2016 last 2016 year? 2016 last okay. year, yeah. yeah. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. Season 8, the first episode of Season 8 was the first episode of Drag Race I ever watched. Wow. You had been telling me for months and months yeah. and months and months, have you ever watched Drag Race? I think you would really like Drag Race. And I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. Um, but when Season 8 started, and I knew like, okay, everyone's going to be talking about it. I should just, I should get into the show. Why not? Mm-hmm. And I started watching the first episode. And I mean, like... I fell hard into this last year. Like, I've watched every season. I'm following all the queens on, like, Instagram and Twitter. And I'm watching uh, on YouTube all the time. And, like, there's just... There's so much to love about Drag Race in general. And about Rue. Yeah. Rue is, like... I love RuPaul. RuPaul is, like, my Jesus. Like, RuPaul is a spiritual messiah, like, in my life. It's not even... I'm not even joking, No, I know. I know. Rue... And you know what? There's all this shit about, like like how they produce drag race and all this stuff and controversy backstage controversy about Rue and all these things. I don't care about any of that because regardless of how Rue is in person or in real life or whatever, the message that Rue spreads and the, the things that he talks about, you know, on the, on his podcast, on what's the tea on drag race, the work that Rue is doing means so much that like, and, and is spreading such a good message of love and acceptance and, and celebration and like, yeah, Rue. And don't take things too seriously. <laughs> exactly. That's what I love. Don't take you know? life too seriously. Yeah. You're all born naked and the rest is drag. So, yeah. you know. Rue is, Rue is fantastic. And Drag Race. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I, I could love show. that show more. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. When the hell is season nine starting? It should be soon. Maybe. I think probably it's like February, April March. Or, yeah. Something like know. that. They'd probably be announcing stuff if it was February. So probably April. Good. It's yeah. just so much fun and yep. like so funny all the time. Yep. And... It's not at all... I don't find Drag Race ever to be mean-spirited in any way. No. Like, there's no. drama, there's shade, there's, like, whatever, but it's never... My name is Roxy Andrews, and I'm here to make it clear. I know you love me, baby. That's why you brought me here. Oh, uh, it's so... Uh, I'm gonna uh, show you... Okay, now we're being mean-spirited. Yeah, but... I do that, love Roxy. Uh, Roxy's entrance at All Stars 2 into the workroom, that yes. outfit... Uh, yeah, she looks amazing. Slayed. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Um, She's so good. Yeah, no... We, Anyway, love it. I, we I, sit, I, I could sit. We yeah, sit here and talk we about drag race, talk about drag race and individual queens. Really but like, what is it? What, <laughs> why do you love drag race? What, what's the thing about drag race? I just think it's so fun. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's, it's just like, a celebration of everything. Like, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. And it like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great. Good. It's great. It's a reality series, but it's like, and you know, you have that whole discussion about like whether reality shows are actually real or all those kind of things. But like, who cares? It doesn't it's really good matter. TV. That's the thing, right? It's good entertainment and yeah. like and entertainment. It's fun and entertainment yeah. and like it's uh, yeah. Drag Race is so 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 fantastic. Yeah, so fantastic. So listeners, let us know what your favorite shows and movies are. Um, and then, do you like horror movies? Do you not? Why do you feel that way? How many of you will come to the live event where Michael watches a horror movie? For Not the first time? happening. <laughs> um, so you can let us know on Twitter. We're at SoPurse. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash SoPurse. We're on Instagram at SoPurse Podcast. And we've got our email, SoPursePodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, 
www.soperspodcast.com. Correct. All right. Well, until next time. Bye, bye gal. gal.